This is a crypto finance podcast. We are holding internal knowledge sessions and publish selected episodes to share our know-how and experience with you. So, let me tell you about difficulty bomb, but let me maybe first tell you why this is up on my desk now again. So, uh, we received an email on Friday, so three days ago, at 11.26 a.m. from the Go Ethereum, also known as Geth, notifications uh, about the release. And it says uh, in the email, Geth 1.9.9 is yet another hard fork release. Don't worry, it's not a hotfix for Istanbul. Istanbul happened yesterday, the night from Saturday to Sunday, I think on Sunday's side of the night. So it's not a hotfix for Istanbul. Uh, instead, it's, a, it's enabling 199 ships and enables the next hard fork. Not sure how to pronounce that actually, more Glacier, M-U-I-R. It's a, somewhat in, it's a um, glacier in Alaska, I'm not sure how to pronounce that. Uh, some glacier, glacier scheduled for block 9.2 million, expected around 6th of January 2020. This don't worry, it's not hotfix yet. It's not hotfix hot for Istanbul. Did indeed, I mean, when I, it's, it's for a purpose that they wrote this. Because the day before, uh, Parity, the other famous Ethereum implementation, wrote a similar email saying, okay, here is a fix for a hard fork that happens in three days. Right. This happened on Thursday. On Friday, um, Geth sent this email. And so the question is, I think, obvious. Why would you hard fork in December, on 9th of December, 8th of December, and again hard fork on 6th of January? What happens in between? Why, why can those two hard forks not be bundled together? Why do you have to hard fork at all? And what, what is all of this about? So let me go back a bit and give a bit of context on, don't want to go too much into detail, but not into the development roadmap and the, the, the psychology of the development roadmap of Ethereum. Maybe read to you one, one paragraph when I looked up um, like the standard definition of the difficulty bomb. I was surprised to find that actually Investopedia has an article about the difficulty bomb. Uh, so I read it, obviously. The original Ethereum blockchain comes with an intrinsic feature that increases the difficulty of mining over time. That is, the more blocks are mined over time, it's the more difficult and more time-consuming it is to mine the next block. Anyone mining Ethereum would have noticed that the mining output has been decreased as they continued the mining over the last few months. If the situation continues as is, mining Ethereum will become impractical and unprofitable in a few months' time. This is very wrong. Right, because this very much sounds like the situation on Bitcoin. Mining becomes more and more difficult. This is intended, this is not the difficulty bomb. Mining becomes more difficult. We had mining a few times, we had hash um, functions a few times, we had uh, proof of work a few times in these education sessions. I'm not going to repeat all of that again, but very basic. You compete with the other miners for the reward, and if the other miners build up more hardware, better operations, uh, get more, more efficient miners, then your personal profit decreases. That's intended. This is not the difficulty bomb. What Ethereum did uh, when it was founded or when, when it started in July 2015 was that Ethereum had from the very beginning the idea that yes, we start proof of work now because we know what this is. This has been around for uh, 
six years at that point in time in for for Bitcoin. So we know how what proof of work is, how that works. We don't want to invent too many things at the same time. We already invent somewhat the Ethereum virtual machine and smart contracting on the blockchain. We don't also want to start with proof of stake in this first step, which I think is very reasonable. Then they said, okay, at some point in the future, we will want to move over to proof of stake. And they did something which, I mean, I guess it's, it's not a secret that I'm not a fan of Ethereum, um, but there are some things which, which they did really well. And so this is one of them. They had a really good idea. They were like, okay, um, we look at the situation in Bitcoin and realize that making changes to the protocol is really difficult. Maybe let me put that in some, um, some timely context. Uh, Ethereum launched July 2015. That was around the time uh, in May 2015, so two months prior to launch date, uh, Gavin Andreessen wrote his famous Why Increasing the Maximum Block Size is Urgent blog post. Right? So if now we think about this, this block size debate, we, we mostly think about the time, say, in, in, in 2017, November 2017-ish, when this Segwit 2x happened, which was really like just the culmination of all what happened in, uh, in this debate. Uh, but when, when Ethereum happened in, in, in July 2015, this was already very well underway. So we knew that any change to a protocol is going to be really tough. Ethereum knew we are starting some now with something where, where we know that we, we don't want to end up with that in 20 years. Uh, we need a mechanism to, to enforce that there will be a change later. What they did is um, they, they added something manually. This is not a consequence of, of like hash rate going on, whatever. They manually added an extra step, which is called the difficulty bone, or sometimes also called the ice age, where they just made that besides all this hash rate war, uh, the difficulty is going to get up further than that. So there will be an exponential rise in block times. So usually the block time is somewhere around, I think it's 12 seconds, where, where then the block, si block time will go up 15 seconds, 20 seconds, 30 seconds. Um, this is not going to happen overnight, but it's an exponential rise in the block time so that um, so that there, there will be a sense of urgency, like, in order to not die, we have to do a fork now. And this will be the right time to introduce Ethereum 2.0, will be the right time to in introduce proof of stake. At the same time, um, th so this is, this is smart. I really very much also at the time back then appreciated this. Um, but... Uh, but another thing is, and another thing is that uh, that also in 2015 people already realized uh, miners. So the people who put um, resources, money into operations, into mining hardware, they will not be keen on switching to proof of stake. They are be basically being depowered quite dramatically, being de their profits being taken away their hardware basically rendered useless. So how do you transition from something where there is such a group to something else where the group is not the ones who have this hardware, but the group is the ones who have the, the highest stakes? How do you make that transition? So having this, this smooth transition of increasing block times, which continuously decreases the profit for the miners, 
until there is no profit more anymore for the miners and choosing then that time for the transition to proof of stake. That is actually very smart. What is the difference of doing that and reducing the block rewards over time? Uh, there is none. You could just as well have reduced the block rewards. And actually this is what happens. I think I would probably argue that it's easier to implement that way. Not sure. I will hand around a chart that I got from Etherscan with the, with the block times over time. Just have a look, take a guess when the difficulty bomb hit and also what was done about it. Right, because that's somewhat the problem. The first time that the difficulty bomb was, was, was really being extreme, where block times were 30 seconds, was in October 2017. Right, we are now at December 2019, and, and Ethereum 2.0 proof of stake is nowhere. So back in October 2017, they were very, very optimistic to, to be under the assumption that until then they will have all of it solved. So, so what happened then in, in, in a few, in, up to now, in two hard forks, in the Byzantium hard fork as part of a larger hard fork, although not that large to be honest, uh, in, back in two, October 2017 and then again in February, February 2019 in the Constantinople hard fork, the difficulty bomb is delayed. And the implementation for that is actually cute, right? They, for the calculation of how intense the effect of the block of the of this um, difficulty bomb is, they replaced using the uh, block height by something that they literally called fake block height, which is block height minus three million, right? So they they delayed it by they just shifted the the, the effect uh, by three million blocks. One block being twelve seconds. Can do the math. Gives you about one and a half years. Sorry, I have a question now. Who or what decides when the difficulty bomb starts to? exponential more difficulty into the mining. Well, that, that's the cute thing about, um, about being exponential. It started from day one, right? But then for the next 12 months, it was unnoticeable in the, in the noise level of, of all the other things that happened. And then this exponential growth somewhat kicks so it's in. it's always running, right? It's always okay, running. It's just that the effect um, of an exponential growth kicks in at some point and is always running. But, but someone, you, you can do the extrapolation, you can just calculate how strong will this effect be in X month. How do you explain the spikes? I mean, there's more than one spike on it, so it's not yes. only the difficulty bomb that gives well, explanation of the spikes. Obviously, the biggest one there in October 17, but... So, I mean, there, there are two spikes, one in October 2017 and one in February 2019, that have these exponential run-ups to the, to, the, to the peaks, right? And then we are right now already in the third one. You can also see that easily. Um, which other spikes do you mean? I mean, there's, no, there's yeah. stochastics um, apart from that. I'm not sure. No, then let's say these three spikes. These three spikes, yeah. That, that's what, what brings us now to, to the next part. So we had two hard forks, where in both cases, um, a delay of the difficulty bomb has been part of an overarching um, hard fork. This has been sold in the media, in the blog posts from the foundations, whatever, as, yeah, Ethereum is taking steps towards proof of stake. This is a preparing um, fork. If you go back in time and listen to my education session about the Constantinople fork that I did timely in February 2019, it's, it's fairly obvious that this is not really what happens. Right? Um, in that session, there I argued that there are like five um, EIPs, or Ethereum Improvement Proposals, that are bound on this hard fork. 
Three of them have nothing to do with, with anything, proof of stake, proof of work, whatever related, nothing to do with the difficulty, nothing whatsoever. What they, what they did is um, they, they changed the cost of certain opcodes, right? So the, you, you pay for contract execution with gas uh, and the amount of gas that you pay for a certain operation is somewhat uh, estimated on how much resources those cost. But if you get different hardware, if, if now uh, memory had maybe a two-time performance gain since the last fork and a CPU only 1.5-time gain, then you might need to readjust those. So most of the, of the EAPs were actually of that type, nothing to do with anything. The other one was delaying the difficulty bomb. And then the fifth one was um, reducing the block reward. And they reduced the block reward in a way that they said, okay, now we, the, the block time went up. By that, the average gains from mining went down. And if we now uh, delay the difficulty bomb, then this would basically snap back and the profits go way up again. They did not do that. They, they then reduced the, uh, the block reward to a level that, that the profits are kind of decreased and stayed there. Is, is there a difference between increasing the block time or for reducing the reward? Kind of, that is what happens. You, you alternate between the two. Yeah, October 2017, uh, it was delayed by one and a half years. So it would have, would have gotten us to March 2019. In February 2019, there was then the next one, uh, cutting it back by 2 million blocks, which gets us another year, so to February 2020. Why, and, and please really excuse the, the, the way in this, which I ask this question, how the do you get the idea to do a hard fork in December 2019, knowing that the difficulty bomb will hit at latest in February 2020, and not look at the calendar and include uh, uh, an EIP into this hard fork that delays this difficulty bomb. But this is literally what happened. Like the, the hard fork that happened two days ago, and I can go through the EIPs if you're interested in that. Again, very much similar to, to before. It's being, being treated in the media as this is a preparation step for proof of stake. It is absolutely not. None of these EIPs has anything to do with proof of stake. But they did a hard work in December 2019 and did not include anything to prevent what is known to happen in at latest February 2020 at all. Right. And this is where, where I'm dumbstruck and where uh, I did not find this, unfortunately, you know, in the preparation for this uh, for the session now, but um, something that I, that, I, that I found earlier where, where one of the developers kind of uh, talked about how he noticed that the difficulty bomb is uh, sitting again and this is not by looking at a calendar and, and uh, considering all the known facts this was by huh the average block time is at 13 seconds and at 14 seconds and why does that happen i really wonder why this happens right so this is this is plain not noticing something absolutely obvious so now there will be another uh, another hard fork scheduled for a certain block height which based on block height 9.2 million, which based on current estimates is somewhat around 6th of January. May let me maybe tell you that the last time in this, uh, that the hard fork happened in February 2019, this was somewhat politically huge. A lot of discussions, a lot of debates. 
because people argued because people wanted to have it a bit earlier right this was kind of known and if you look at the chart even though it was known and whatever we were up to what was it in october in february 2019 was it up to 20 seconds again yeah up to 20 seconds again uh, so it would have been nicer to do it a month earlier but people argued no over christmas the ops of exchanges might not be where they are and now we are doing one 9th of december and 6th of january right okay this is i mean we cannot go in, in, in diff several different directions from here i can guide you through what happened in istanbul and that this has nothing to do with proof of state whatsoever we can also talk about there will be another four million blocks uh, now so this gives us two years which maybe can give you a slight indication of when the ethereum developers by now expect proof of stake to happen of course they can do it at any earlier time but basically the the purpose of this difficulty bomb is to disincentivize miners from uh, from from politicizing against this proof of stake hard fork so if they would expect it to be much earlier than in two years they would probably have um, chosen a hard fork date which is much earlier than in two years so there's that and yeah or we can have general discussion especially sitting at storage where, where we need to make sure that this infrastructure works getting getting like a, an email hey this is an emergency fix for a fork that happens in two days because because one hard fork consists of like five or six seven whatever different uh, eips that are included in that fork and and in parity each of these has a has it has a has its own block height and obviously these block heights were all set to the same value for all for all six eips that are in this this istanbul hard fork except that they forgot one one was just not not scheduled to be activated this would have led to, to, to a fork yeah so what i understand is that the mining companies that invested heavily in hardware to mine ethereum today are out of use of that hardware in two years. Now, knowing that they probably capitalize that on a five years term basis, that means that they need to write off in a shorter time period, producing more loss on their PL, which means they, the, 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 the price of the shares of these miners would be impacted negatively. I would expect that. Is there a way of profiting on that? Um, I don't think so. So let me have a few things for that. First, I'm not sure how many mining companies are actually listed. Or tokens or whatever. No? Yeah, those are not tokens. Um, it's very difficult to invest into mining, actually. Short, um, short, forget about that altogether, but even investing positively in mining would, would probably be very difficult. Um, the the best chance that you have for that is cloud mining and we did have a full episode about cloud mining scams before so uh, that's also not a good idea second is all of that has been known from the beginning i mean what what was not known from the beginning is uh, at which time does the, the delay happen how far does this delay goes those are the unknowns but everything else has been known from the beginning and third is ethereum is slightly ethereum mining is slightly less specialized than Bitcoin mining. So while Bitcoin mining happens on ASICs, on application-specific integrated circuits, this is not really the case for Ethereum. Ethereum still happens on GPUs. You can buy something that is called an, an Ethereum ASIC, but those things are really just uh, somewhat specialized packaging for GPUs. So you, you maybe get something where, where you realize, okay, 
for 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 gaming, um, if I want to play like what is a fancy current for Fortnite, then I need um, a, a fast GPU and a lot of memory on the GPU. Uh, while for mining, I only need a fast GPU. I don't need not need much memory. So, so what what you can buy is somewhat GPUs that um, that that dimension those different things in a way that is suitable towards mining, but it's not as specific as um, as Bitcoin mining. So you can still use it for obviously Ether Classic, Ethereum Classic to mine on that. Ethereum Classic also already specified uh, through a hard fork that they diffuse the difficulty bomb altogether. It will not go towards proof of stake. It will stay as proof of work. Obviously, also trying to, to win over some of the miners that, that then previously were on proof of on, on Ethereum, and you can also use it for for other um, hash, hashing algorithms. So while yes, you you do lose one option, it's not like going to zero value that hardware. It's a bit different. But isn't it to have happened that they postponed it two years? Only a good news for miners. Yes. They postponed it. Yeah, postponing it for for two years. I mean, first time it was on three million blocks, one and a half, one and a half years. Second time was two million, so one year. And now they did not say, okay, we are close with proof of stake. Let's diffuse. Let's delay it by half a year, by one million, which would be the obvious thing. But they they they, they delay it by not by by another four million. So for a full new two years, that is very much good news for the miners. They probably uh, do not anticipate to be able to use mining hardware for five years, anyways. What happened in Istanbul and what is uh, going to come on 6th of uh, January, which is completely different than, I mean, still the question why is there two forks? And because people forgot about it. They, that's, that's, that's literally the answer because they forgot to look in the calendar hey, what else is going on? So the things that go into. into um, that went into Istanbul now on Saturday, Sunday, whatever, is they added uh, Blake to compression as a as a pre-compiled function. So it's it's another it's a hash function that previously you would have had to, um, to to write explicitly, and now there is a function for that. Right, so it makes certain operations more efficient. Similar to another one, reduce alt bn128 pre-compiled gas cost. So they realized one operation is possible. Is, is actually executable faster than what the gas costs that are being charged for that indicate. So they reduce that. One that is actually quite nice, they add a chain ID opcode. So currently each transaction in the binary format of the transaction has to have a chain ID, which is like just an identifier, which chain am I on? So that you cannot just take a transaction that has been uh, signed for testnet and play it on, on mainnet. That's, all of that is impossible. That's why you have a chain ID in the transaction. What this does is it allows also contracts that are already being, de um, being deployed to request, hey, am I living on testnet or am I living on mainnet? And ultimately also, am I living on Ether Classic? Which allows you to, to make sure in the contract that you're actually being productive or testing, which, which is a better idea than not having it. Then repricing the tree-size-dependent opcodes, whatever about repricing is repricing, it's just what I mentioned before. Uh, call data gas cost reduction, so same thing. Uh, there are different ways of, of piping data into, uh, into the function call, and that's being repriced. Uh, and rebalance net metered S-store gas cost with consideration of S-load gas cost change. So also repricing stuff. 
right? So this is literally introducing new function, introducing if you're on mainnet or on testnet and repricing stuff. So that, how is that being uh, referred to in the media? And I brought a Cointelegraph article that, for example, writes about this. Following the Constantinople upgrade, which was completed in February this, of this year, Istanbul represents the latest hard fork in the network's eventual transition to Ethereum 2.0. So this has nothing to do with, with transition to proof of state. Nothing. And what is expected for 6th of January? 6th of January is a single EIP hard fork, so only the difficulty bump is being delayed. Nothing else is entering that. That's it. Okay, now it's... Um, so yeah. all this time they delayed it for two years before it was for one? I mean, I, um, is it random, the number? I mean, in, in the past, this was kind of an estimate on, on what they think, how, how long it takes to get um, Ethereum 2.0. Um, this is why two years really is a lot now. Really is a lot. Well, they can postpone until the users say, stop this. But the users will never say, stop this. Right? So, because, um, because of the users, the users are also the ones that do have a, a stack of, of Ether lying around. If they say, no, I don't want this difficulty um, reduction, then, then, then it's got just grinding to a halt exponentially. So, so while I said in the beginning, I very much appreciated this, this advanced thinking of, hey, we need to make sure that there will not be a gridlock on not doing any fork. And, and even back then, I can also be on record for that, back then I was like, okay, this is a reasonable manifestation of this wish there's no chance that, that a delay of that thing or even a diffusion of the difficulty bomb will ever be opposed. Further questions? Good, then thank you very much. This episode was brought to you by CryptoFinance. We are happy to receive comments and feedback. Email your thoughts to research at cryptofinance.ch.